Hello, and welcome once again to Sussex Trade, the podcast series by the University of Sussex Trade Department, and hosted by me, Rhys Boating, Chief Editor of the Sussex Trade Times. On today's episode, we'll be discussing whether the UK should prioritise an aid for trade scheme or an EU-style generalised scheme of preferences. Joining me today, we have economists Dr. David Nesrallah and Dr. Harvey Palmar-Wickham. Also joining the panel today, we have former Pakistani Trade Minister Marcus Watson and owner of Lesotho Textiles, Alex O'Donoghue. So just to get the ball rolling, Dr. Nasrada, could you tell us a bit more about the GSP? Hello, my name is Dr. David Nasrada. I'm a lecturer at the London School of Economics and I specialise in international trade. The Generalised Scheme of Preferences is an initiative which removes or limits import duties on products entering the EU from developing countries. This is done to help developing countries alleviate poverty and create jobs by removing a large financial burden. There are three frameworks for GSP which cater to each economy's needs based on the level of their economy. During the current Brexit transition period, the UK have been continuing the EU's current GSP system, and after January 1st, the UK plans to implement a GSP initiative which replicates the current EU GSP. Now from a slightly different perspective, perhaps Dr Palmer Wickham, you could give us a little insight into the A for Trade scheme. Hello, I'm Dr Palmer Wickham, and I work at Sussex University, and I specialise in international trade. Well, the main ideas behind A for Trade is that they're meant to help developing countries, in particular, the least developed countries, build up their infrastructure and help reduce trade-related costs. This will allow these developing countries to take advantage of growing trade opportunities. It It also has an important role in helping countries strengthen their comparative advantage and reduces the risks of trade shocks to these countries. So, Mr. Watson, I know you spent a large amount of your career in Pakistan, so how would you say GSP has impacted Pakistan? Thank you, Rhys. Pakistan is a great example of a country which has benefited from the EU's GSP Plus scheme. Since we were included in 2013, exports to the EU have increased by around 65% and 96% of all Pakistani exports are covered by GSP. Now, as for the UK in particular, 7.3% of all Pakistani exports go to the UK, making the UK our third largest trading partner. There is no doubt that the that GSP has been important in facilitating this trade, given that our greatest export to the UK is textile materials. Under current GSP agreements, textile materials are tariff-free. However, without GSP, textile materials would fall under a huge 12% most favoured nation tariff. Low tariff trade imposed by GSP has uh, exposed Pakistan to a more competitive global market, resulting in firm, firm level efficiency gains driven by increased competition and exposure to new technologies resulting in rising productivity and economic growth. As a result of this, in Pakistan, we strongly support the UK government in prioritising GSP post-Brexit. Thank you, Marcus. So, Dr Nasrallah, do you agree that the UK should be prioritising developing the GSP over aid for trade policies, given the importance of GSP to countries such as Pakistan? 100%. When it pertains to Pakistan in particular, Pakistan is considered to have a low-income economy rather than a least developed economy. This means Pakistan does not directly benefit from aid for trade. As you said, Pakistan is currently part of the GSP Plus framework, and as part of the UK's replication of the EU GSP scheme, Pakistan is set to be part of the enhanced framework, which essentially replicates the rules of GSP Plus. From 2011 to 2017, EU imports from the lowest economy framework increased by 44%. The second framework, 125%, and the highest level, which includes Pakistan, 82%. This shows that GSP is effective in aiding all levels of developing countries, whereas aid for trade only focuses on the least developed economies. Thank you, David. 
So to Dr. Palmer Wickham, so to what extent do you agree with what's being said by Dr. Nasrallah? I agree to some extent with the fact that GSP usually benefits the low-income countries, but it usually doesn't benefit the countries which need it the most, the least developed countries. This is because of complex rules of origins, which can be seen as harmful to developing countries' trade, as it increases administration costs and trade costs, which increases prices. For those least developed countries, GSP is not a suitable policy to help promote sustainable long-run economic growth. The less developed GSP countries will still have difficulties as they may not be able to exploit their economies of scale and lack the infrastructure to export in a competitive manner. In the long run, this can further reduce their competitiveness and cause distortions in the trading patterns of these countries. Thank you, Dr. Paul Wickham. So, Alex, would you say the effects have been similar in Lesotho? Um, yeah, I'd say that definitely in Lesotho, uh, GSP hasn't been of much help. And as Harvey said, I think that's because it's quite a poor country. Um, so, for example, in the textiles industry, uh, I think the uh, the rules of origin make it quite complicated um, when exporting. And, you know, evidence of how this is um hurt the exporting market is that less than 0.5% of textile exports go to an EU member country. Um, also, we have a lack of infrastructure, such as like transport links. And that means that even with the preferential access to markets, we don't actually have the capacity to increase exports. Uh, also, GSP has led to inequality uh, in the textiles industry. And this is because the firms with more capital will be able to easily invest more to meet the increased demand. I'd say that aid for trade has definitely been a lot better. Um, so one of these one reason for that is uh, the investments that be made into medical infrastructure have been particularly beneficial for the textiles industry. That's because over forty three percent of our workforce has either HIV or AIDS. Uh, this is meant without proper medication, they're not as productive as they could be, and so costs are higher, making the industry less competitive as a whole. Also, the Comarks targeted aid for trade program has also helped with employment. Uh, evidence of this is seen between two thousand two and two thousand eight when employment in the textiles industry in Kenya and Swaziland, which have similar market conditions and also enjoy preferential access to global markets like Lesotho, saw a reduction in employment levels, whereas in Lesotho, there was actually an increase in employment. Also, aid for trade doesn't just involve investment and improvement in physical infrastructure. It also involves working with the government to create better trade policy and standards. And this in turn improves the efficiency of the supply chain and reduces costs. And finally, I'd say aid for trade is also better because low export levels in the textile industry isn't due to lack of access to markets, it's due to inefficient supply chain. And these inefficient supply chains are due to poor quality and outdated technology, hence why we need investment in infrastructure, not just preferential access to global markets. Thank you, Alex. So I'll just pose it to our experts. We've seen how these schemes be beneficial within developing countries. However, how do they benefit the UK? I'd like to start first. GSP is a cost-free initiative which boosts competition in domestic markets. On the other hand, A for Trace costs for EU 77 billion euros over the past six years alone. Although the UK not implementing the proposed new GSP would result in an extra 1,181 million pound in extra duty yearly, the UK would not be able to adjust for the decrease in 23.5% of UK import demand, further risking an already unstable economy. In the current pandemic, an economic crisis, shouldn't the UK be working on reducing government spending rather than charitable policies like aid for trade? I'd like to jump in and disagree with David here. There is the cost of aid for trade, but it has net benefits to the UK as well. It directly benefits the UK clearly through two important channels. The first channel is that it decreases the price of exports from developing countries, 
which decreases costs to UK consumers and could introduce more variety in the future. It also benefits UK consumers as it increases the income of the least developed countries, which should increase their import demand for UK products. This is backed up by evidence, which suggests the UK did give 5.9 billion aid in 2014, which in turn increased UK exports by 1.3 billion and helped create 12,000 jobs. So to round off today's episode, we'll receive a closing statement from each of our experts. Dr. Nezrullah, would you like to begin? Sure. Overall, GSP is a non-intrusive way to help developing countries boost their economy. Although it lacks the same charitable aspects of aid for trade, I believe that stimulating an economy this way will lead to governments being able to independently fund resources to keep economies stable. Not only this, but GSP is free, whereas aid for trade is an inappropriate use of tax revenue during the current economic climate. And finally, Dr. Palmer Wickham. For the least developed countries, GSP is just seen as a tool to promote the exports of EU countries rather than a tool to benefit the countries which need to benefit the most. Aid for trade is a tool to help these countries promote sustainable long-run economic growth and help reduce poverty in these countries. With commodity price shocks and coronavirus, the effects on developing countries' economies could be catastrophic. In my opinion, aid for trade is a tool now is more important than ever to help these countries overcome the fallout from these shocks. Thank you very much, David, Harvey, and all of our other guests for what was a riveting discussion. Please do follow us on our social media. Our handle is at Sussex Trade. And finally, thank you to all of our listeners. Join us again next week for another episode of Sussex Trade.